This audio is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton. This is Eric Bradlow, professor of marketing and statistics here at the Wharton School, a co-host of Wharton Moneyball. Right, we're very happy to welcome our next guest, Stu Siegel. Uh, Stu is CEO of Hockey Tech, uh, a big, uh, if you like, hockey analytics firm. He's also, Stu also served as chief executive officer and co-managing partner for the Florida Panthers uh, during, from 2008 to 2012. Uh, so, Stu, welcome to our show. Thank you, Eric. Pleasure to be here. Oh, it's great to be here. Well, I always like to start the same question with everybody. Like, how did you get to be, how did you get to hockey tech? How did you get involved in the analytics business? Kind of what was your path getting there? Well, I took an interesting path. I have a career. I'm, I'm so, first of all, I'm so happy to be back here at Wharton. I uh, graduated in 1985 here. And oh, well, I'm, I'm, a a I'm a 1988 alum, so it's good to welcome oh, okay. a fellow so alum. So you're a, young, a youngster. I guess so. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I spent a career in technology, data, analytics. Uh, nothing to do with hockey, although hockey was always a passion. I played here at Penn when I attended and uh, been a lifelong hockey player. I still play. So, in, so let's uh, imagine I'm a, I'm a huge fan of hockey, but I never played the sport. I, I, I'm a professor of statistics, so I think I know a little bit. How much does your background in hockey help you with hockey analytics? Or could you just hire, you know, why not hire a statistician, some physicist, some machine learning person and come in there? I don't need to know anything about hockey. How false is that? I think there's definitely both sides of it. So I'm not saying that if someone doesn't understand the hockey world that you uh, can't participate in it, but certainly there are different talents that uh, play into what you could do. I think uh, having an understanding of what goes on in the locker room, um, you know, certainly has helped me in what I've, what I've done. Uh, I can go back to, uh, I sold a technology business in 2007, uh, got connected um, with the thought of I wanted to get into NHL team ownership. So I kind of jumped from uh, not being in hockey world to being at the pinnacle of it in NHL team ownership, uh, joined into a, uh, an operating group that already existed with the Florida Panthers where I was living down in Florida and um, had the opportunity to get involved at the top right away. Um, as opposed to some of the other owners in the group, I really wanted to participate. Uh, so I was actually there every day, being involved in the day-to-day -day so operation. So what influence did you have with the Florida Panthers? Were you able to bring your technology and analytics background to the Panthers at all? And if so, how, how did you do it? Well, for sure. I came in originally as a minority partner and uh, was a little limited in what could do and, and so forth. But within a year, I ended up becoming the CEO and managing partner. Um, now I'm sitting there with the general manager. This is the ultimate in fantasy sports, right? <laughs> You're suddenly there at the top of the game, sitting with the general manager and starting to ask, well, how do we make these decisions on players? And he'd go, well, what do you mean? You know, we, we have scouts out there who are looking at the players. And by the way, we have the worst scouting staff in the, in the league because we don't spend money on it. And I'm like, well, we need to correct that. So, um, you know, how do you decide who are you going to pay $5 million to, who are you going to pay $600,000 to, who are you going to send up, send down? There really was not much in the analytics uh, department of the Florida Panthers when I came in. I don't think in really any of the NHL teams at that time in, in 2009 we're talking about. Uh, so we kind of yeah, Where do you at, start? What, what did you do? Well, the first thing I did is we said, you know, we need to get better. Number one, you know, we're dealing in a, a cap and floor environment at the time, and we were not a wealthy team. So I said, we're going to play closer to the floor than the cap, so we need to develop our own players. So we uh, went right into uh, – the 2009 draft, which is my first draft, uh, that was in CEO. And uh, we went in, uh, I gave instructions to the GM, or we sat down and came up with a strategy that we were going to 
uh, trade as many assets as we could for draft picks, and we beefed up. We actually went into that draft, and we ended up with five of the top 40 picks in the draft, and we restocked our uh, system. And then, uh, we, and then we said, well, it's not enough to just restock. You know, in, in hockey, you're dealing with 18-year-old draft, and a lot of these players have a development cycle until they can come in. So we needed to invest some money into um, both our scouting and our development system. And, um, you know, I would say that it worked. I mean, I didn't have time. I wasn't there long enough to complete it because we ended up selling the team. But um, if you look at the Panthers now, they've been a competitive team, you know, been in the playoffs, uh, I wouldn't say consistently, but right on the fringe of competitive, whereas opposed, they used to, I mean, I came in lucky too. We had a lot of first, second, third picks in the draft to work with uh, to restock that as well. But it wasn't just those. It was the having three picks in the first round that 2019, uh, two picks in the second round, you know, that really stocked up the team. And we went on that strategy uh, of we were going to build with the draft. Let me remind our audience that I'm Eric Bradlow, professor of marketing statistics here at the Wharton School, as well as host of Wharton Moneyball on Wednesday mornings here on Sirius XM Business Radio 132, powered by the Wharton School. This is a business radio special presentation from the Wharton Sports Business Summit, and we're currently talking to Stu Siegel, CEO of Hockey Tech. How did you move from being the CEO and managing partner of a NHL team, which, as you said, would be most people's lifelong dream? Mm -hmm. The team gets sold. How do you go from there to hockey tech, how, how does that work? I mean, it's obviously, maybe it's a business. Did you start the business? What is hockey tech and what do you do now? Well, it's uh, funny because I came out and felt I hadn't completed the job and bringing analytics to the Panthers. Uh, we started at, like uh, just looking at different thing, ways that we can aggregate data a little better. Uh, found a few little technology companies out there doing little things that could help us that we engaged at the Panthers. Uh, when we sold the Panthers, um, I said, that would be a fun thing for me. I mean, I'm lucky in my life. I'm at a point where I can do fun things and choose what I want to do. Uh, so I said, had this idea. You know, there are a few companies I knew out there. You can be a professor. You can do that for your whole life. <laughs> you just get to choose. You know, you teach some of the time. You do research. But you just work on things you enjoy. Sounds like a good idea. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll come back. That's your next career. The, um, so there were a few little companies out there. I started talking to the people that we had, I had been exposed to at the Panthers and said, you know, would you be interested in being acquired? I started acquiring a few companies and integrating them together. The first company was a company called ISS, International Scouting Services, probably the leading independent scouting service. Probably not so much for the NHL teams because they have their own scouting systems, but for uh, the leagues kind of under that. Um, then there was a company called RinkNet, which basically had the scouting software system. So putting those two together was kind of the genesis of creating hockey tech tell us about hockey tech what do you guys do what's your who's your target segment what's your focus how does technology and analytics play a role in what hockey tech does so we're really focused on uh, providing technology and data solutions to the what i would call the elite hockey world so we're not dealing with the recreational end of it much uh primarily you know working with um aggregating data and managing data and then distributing that data so uh, to give you an idea of the services we have, we have a service that uh, is used by all 31 NHL teams for their scouting system. Uh, so every NHL scout uses our system. If you're scouting some 16-year-old kid in Siberia, Russia, um, you know, there's is it a, a scout data, out is there. Is it a data entry platform to start with? Like, you know, I'm sitting, I make it right. up. I've got an iPad. I've got a hockey tap app on my iPad. I'm starting to collect data, and I can kind of score people. So w what is the actual technology? So that's part of the technology, but the baseline is that we provide all the in baseline information for the scout to succeed. So people don't think about simple things like schedules and when games are, where they are, how to get their um, player rosters, the statistics of those players. 
and then uh, supplementing with our own scouting that we've done within our own ISS organization, as I said, to have that baseline information. And then the scout being prepared when they show up there, even the assignments from the team to their, you know, some teams have 100 scouts out there all over the world assigning which games they should go to and who they need to look at having that information. So you're a logistics company as well. Very Besides much. just a data company, you're also a logistics company. So then, then that scout's out there, and after they make their player evaluations, they're going to put that information into, uh, into our system and uh, that'll feed back into the organization. And, again, it's a, a process system. So different organizations process different ways. Some allow, for instance, other scouts to see other scouts' scouting reports. Some don't. You know, so uh, all that goes in. And all that, of course, is the proprietary side of the information. So we're proud to say I'm always proud that we have the most proprietary of information for all 31 NHL teams in our cloud system. Uh, and they tr entrust us to keep that uh, information private. Can you give us a sense of the kind of data that co that uh, teams are collecting or scouts are reporting on? Because you know, let's imagine, like it, you know, let, you could imagine from the simplest, which is I eyeball this player. That that player's an eight. That player's a four. That player's a two. But of course, there's multi dimensions of skills. There's how to rate mm -hmm. them. So, what is the kind of data that actually goes into Hockey Tech system? Like, what are the metrics? What are the dimensions in which you measure people? How is that done? So we've kept it very uh, customizable for the teams. Each general manager and uh, system has their own um, has their own uh, metrics that they want to look at and train their scouts. But of course, each scout has a different way they look at people. So kind of aggregating that. I'd say the biggest thing that's interesting because uh, the hockey, well, when you're looking at the draft, I mean, they use our system not only for the draft, but for trades and their own player evaluations are all in our system. Um, but uh, when you're looking at 16, 17-year-old kids, the big thing that's talked about in the world of hockey is how they're going to project into an NHL player five years from now. So, you know, I use the example that we often get criticized that there's a kid who scored 60 goals in the junior league. How come he's not the top-ranked kid? And you're ranking that kid that scored 20 goals higher than him. And it's, you know, it's how we project that person's going to succeed in the NHL just because the kid scored 60 goals and may never, ever play in the NHL, just may not have the skills. So... Just as a last question, so you're a Wharton alum, I'm a Wharton alum, I'm going to invite you back. Let's imagine it's 10 years from now and we're both sitting here in the same chairs and we're talking about the state of analytics in hockey. Mm -hmm. What are we talking about? What, what's the future horizon of the, the new frontiers, the new data sets, the new analysis methods, the new real-time stuff? What, what should we look for as both me, a hockey fan, but also an analytics fan? I think the main thing is going to be data. NHL, real, uh, hockey world lags behind in data. Even the NHL is the only big league that doesn't have tracking at this point um i think they're gonna solve that solution a lot of that's been an issue with the uh, with the players union and what they could do a lot of jockeying for position on the next cba um i think the uh, video technology is going to get to a point soon where that tracking can be done by video rather than putting tags on the players uh once that is available and that and artificial can... intelligence combined correct and then we'll be able to take that technology down. It'll be inexpensive enough and easy enough to use to bring down to the other leagues, which it's funny if people say the NHL is the only league that actually compiles time on ice, which is a simple stat, you'd think. So in hockey, where there's changes on the fly, it's more difficult to compile that. So even knowing who's on the ice at any specific time when an event happens um, is just very difficult to tracking events. There are so many things that happen. Uh, with the new technology, which I think is probably four or five years away from really being live and effective, uh, then we'll be able to uh, track everything that happens on the ice 
And it may be information overload, but guys like you will figure out how to do something with it. And that's my job. Well, well, (laughs) Stu, first of all, welcome back to the Wharton School. Uh, Thank you for joining us. We've been talking to Stu Siegel, CEO of Hockey Tech. This is a business radio special presentation from the floor of the Wharton Sports Business Summit. I'm Eric Bradlow, professor of marketing and statistics here at the Wharton School, and we'll be right back after the break. For more guest interviews, check out our Wharton Business Radio Highlights podcast on iTunes and Google Play. 